It's time now for Gina Gardner and Friends, the show that shares stories from inspiring people, from a wide range of expert guests, all focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Gina Gardner is a multiple number one international best-selling author, motivational speaker, business coach, and trainer. She's the founder of Genuinely You, and has over 30 years experience of helping people step into their genuine, authentic power, personally and professionally. One day, I'll teach chemistry to kids. I'm going to be an architect. My dream is to be a chef. This is a world of possibilities. A world in which people who put their minds to something can really make a difference. My goal is to help the environment. Someday I'll find a cure for cancer. At the U.S. Department of Education's Office of Federal Student Aid, we believe that aspiring minds can achieve anything. So we dedicate ourselves to making sure everyone has an opportunity to go to college. Each year, we provide more than $150 billion in grants, loans, and work-study funds, making higher education possible for anyone at any stage of life. I can go back to college. I can change careers. I can make a difference. Federal Student Aid, proud sponsor of the American Mind. Learn more about Money for College at studentaid.gov. And now, here's your host, Gina Gardner. Hello there, and welcome to the Gina Gardner and Friends Show. Today, I'm joined by Julie Parker, who has an incredible skill. Julie Parker is a face-reading expert and a dating consultant. And anyone who's had a, a difficult relationship or a string of failed relationships really needs to listen because she has something that will be very, very helpful to you. Julie, thank you very much for joining me on the show. Gina, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Oh, so tell me and our listeners about your story. How did you come to be a, a face reader and what is face reading? Well, it's a long story, so I'll give you the short end of it. I was in a corporate America working as an analyst and just felt like I really wanted something more. So I hired a coach and was in a group with some women. And out of that came um, an introduction to a face reader. And I was super curious about it. So I got on the website, poked around and scheduled an appointment because I was really intrigued. And oh my goodness, this was 2014. I was blown away. I mean, many people are on a journey to figure out why certain things are happening in their life, um, you know, how to improve their lives and just have a better experience. I was on that journey as well and went through therapy and workshops and all kinds of different things. And bar none, this blew it out of the water answered questions that I had had for decades that I could not get answers to previously and shed light about certain things that were happening that I was criticizing myself for. She shed a positive light on it. And it was just, it was empowering. It gave me self-confidence. It was insightful and fascinating. So I had to learn how to do it. I asked her if she was teaching workshops or she taught people how to do it. And she said, yes. So I went to one workshop followed by a six-day intensive workshop. And that was just the beginning. I just, I couldn't stop. So I asked her more about it. And she said, you know, I said, is, can I really do this? And she said, I hate to toot my own horn, but you are pretty good at this. Go out and do this. So that was a really nice um, confirmation. So I just started doing readings for people, generally speaking, you know, general readings. And what had come up recently 
um, over the past year or so was people were really asking for information about dating matches because, you know, with everything happening in the world right now, people aren't really getting together in person or meeting at bars as much as they had been. And the online space is becoming quite popular. And just like with job interviews, this is a relationship interview and people inflate their their profiles. They they tell you what they want you to know about them or what they think that you want to know about them and you're not getting the full scoop. So you end up with people and, you know, find out that things aren't as they said that they were. So it's a little bit of a rude awakening. Um, now to give you a little bit of a, had a description of what face rating is. Many people think um, it's similar to reading people's expressions, which is fabulous and it's completely different. Plus, it's not uh, psychic. I can't read. It's not like tea reading or fortune telling. But by looking at someone's facial features, I can read or it reveals information about their behaviors, their personality, their characteristics, their traits, and things of that nature. So by looking at someone, you get the inside scoop about their personality and their behaviors, what they're likely to be like, which is far beyond what people will tell you either in an online profile or in conversation. So, you know, it gives a lot of information that's very helpful, very uh, helpful, not only just to know about that person, but to know what you're going to get and see if it's actually compatible with what you're looking for. You know, years and years ago, I went on a, a half-day introductory course about face reading run yes. by a, a woman who worked for the FBI. Yes. And I was fascinated how face reading, as I remember it, and you'll have to tell me whether I'm right or wrong, is that the left side and the right side of the face have a very, very different um piece of information if you like that's correct could you explain a little bit about that absolutely so the right side of the face is the public side if you if you think about it when you shake someone's hand if you meet them you, you extend your right hand it's the public side of the body and when we hug somebody we hug right shoulder to right shoulder if it's someone we know intimately occasionally you know, they call it a heart hug it's the left shoulder to left to left shoulder and when we meet somebody, also, we tend to look in their right eye. Does That's that the public? Does that pardon? stop if you're left-handed or is it? No, no. Okay. So the right side is the public or the, the masculine side. The left side is the personal or feminine side, okay. if that makes sense. And what are, the, I mean, I, I recognize that, that, Faces are not symmetrical. We like to think that they are, but actually right. one of the things we were asked to do was to put a piece of paper um, um, on a photograph and to look at that photograph when you only considered one side or the other. And actually faces were very asymmetrical when you started to look at the detail. That's true. So what are the things that you look out for? Well, it depends on the type of reading that I'm doing. I also do generic readings for people. They're just curious about what their face says about them, if they'd like more insight as to what's going on with their life, um, or if they want something more specific, uh, compatibility reading or about someone that they're interested in, in uh, dating. So specifically, I'm going to talk about dating for right now. One of the things that I feel like is really important and very helpful for women, because I typically work with women. Um, is to find out if a man is going to be open emotionally, if they're social or if they're more, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> I don't want to say the word loner, but, you know, if they're, they're not as social. 
how how they spend money, what how affectionate they, they'll tend to be, what their sex drive is, if it's going to match theirs or be, you know, more significant, more intense than theirs. And also the thing that I feel like is really, really important is if there's any danger signs visible from the photo of the face. So you can tell if someone is going to be emotionally, has emotional imbalance, if they are likely to uh, commit or not, their level of faithfulness, um, if there's any potential for addiction. I mean, those are things that people want to know up front. Also, you know, how they spend money and their affection level, um, what things are important to them. You know, it's absolutely fascinating to me that we can tell so much from somebody's face. And given, you know, you talked about the fact that people are using the internet, it's very much easier, isn't it, on the internet to to say a whole bunch of stuff about yourself, which until you meet them and get to know them, if you ever do truly get to know them, um, that you find out actually is a load of of codswallop. That's true. Now we're going to go for a short break. When we come back, I want to explore particularly things around our using face reading to help us determine whether or not we can trust someone. Because I work a lot with couples and with individuals around relationships and trust and you know the compatibility in terms of values is so often at the heart of relationships which go badly wrong. So don't go away. We're going to explore this when we come back after the break. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting a Teenager Learning the Lingo. GOAT, G-O-A-T, acronym, stands for greatest of all time, as in spaghetti sandwiches for dinner? They're my fave. Dad, you're the GOAT. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. With the timeless protection of ADT, it's safe to say... Hey, Google, unlock the front door. When you've helped save more lives than any other home security brand, it's safe to say... There's a reason millions of people trust ADT to help protect what matters most. Welcome back. I'm with my great friend, Julie Parker, who is a face reader and dating consultant. And we're going to look, I'm going to ask you about how do you um, determine uh, the level of, of trustability? I know that that's not a, a proper word, but, you know, the capacity for um, having confidence that the person that you see is actually the person that they're presenting? So several things come up. One is, um, and without teaching how to face read, no, one thing, what I look for, you know, the eyes reveal how open-hearted someone's going to be okay. and how they how they share information. So between the eyebrows and the eyes, I look at that. I also look at things such as, um, well, the next one for sure would be their cheeks because it, it's based on Chinese medicine and it was originated in China. So Chinese call these bossy cheeks. So people who have these this type of cheeks, they have no tolerance for injustice of themselves or other people. So they want to make sure things are fair. Okay. So that's something that's really important to me. And then also, you know, to other people, it's, it's really good to know if that person's going to have that quality or not. And then also how they share information. Um, 
in the lips. Okay. If they're going to be tight-lipped, you know, you hear yes. different terms. The tight-lipped, if they're going to share or not, or if they're going to be more conservative with what they say. So they're just different types. Different, some of the features will just reveal how somebody shares information, what's important that they share. Um, and another thing, like with the eyes, I had one lady who I read in person several years ago, and she had me read someone that she, a friend of hers that she had, um, they had a, a situation come up with their friendship. And so I read this person and I said, look, when this person nods their head, it's because they get what you're saying, not because they're agreeing with you. And there are different things like that that come up that if you know these things in advance, it helps you understand where they're coming from and how they're communicating to you. There's a huge difference, isn't there? Huge, huge. um, Believe that because someone is nodding, that they are saying, yes, 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 you're right. And actually, I'm hearing you. I don't necessarily agree, but I am really hearing you. Yes. But just knowing that up front makes a big difference because we assume that we are comprehending, that what we're comprehending is what what they mean or what their intention was. So there are other features that come to come into play as well but and knowing what's important to these people also helps when you're getting information or you know when they're communicating with you so sort of a so a formula need, i guess um just a photograph or is there something more that you need in terms of um the um what you work from okay that's a good question and when someone's submitting a photo of someone to be read, I usually request that they be without glasses, without a hat, because the more I can see, the better. Yeah. Very clear and facing forward, because I don't want them to be looking up at the camera or looking down or, you know, laughing at something because that's not resting face. So resting face, a very clear photo and good light on them, too. Um, and it's with women, especially like the hair back so I can see the hairline and the ears. OK, so and from that. um I like the the uh, front view, smiling okay. and not smiling, and then both profiles. So I can see everything from the, the hairline and the forehead to the neck down to the and, and the chin and the ears as well. So all of that comes into play. You don't think about this when you, you know, as an average everyday person, but no. like all these specifics. <laughs> you know, when I think about it, um, you know, I'm I'm getting on, you know, when I think that how long the internet's been with us and prior to the internet the only way you would meet someone is either that you'd meet them um, because you'd been introduced or that you had met them at some point uh, in your daily living and right. so you had the opportunity to observe them um, in situ if you like yes but men I mean quite a significant percentage of people now meet their partners online and so they often have two or three photographs and um you know some description um and then I suppose it's about getting to know them very often on the phone or on zoom initially Mm -hmm. but I I have heard so many stories where you know people have um embroidered um, the truth let's put it that way um, or being entirely disingenuous about what they put forward um, and I think you know for the modern um, men and women trying to sort things out 
when they are first meeting people on the internet. Uh, this seems to me a really helpful tool. Absolutely. And it's true. People will tend to, because they want to put their, make a good first impression and they want to be, pardon me, be accepted and, you know, have further conversation with whoever they want to be attractive to other, to the opposite sex. So um, they will put whatever, you know, they'll inflate their profiles. They'll put things that are not actually true or, and sometimes they'll put either outdated photos or edited photos and, and occasionally photos that aren't even of them. You know, you hear occasionally women meeting men in person. It's like, oh, wait, you don't look anything like you did in that photo. And it, not the same person. And they're okay. like, oh, that's okay. And they kind of, you know, tuck it under the rug. But yes, but it's it's really important. It's And this is a really huge and significantly helpful tool to help get past that. And really get the inside scoop on a person that they would not likely either share up front or just to know more about them that they wouldn't think to share. We're going to go for another break. But when we come back, one of the things I'd like to explore with you is how important you think it is not only to have this done for your prospective partner, but also to have it done for yourself. Because when I do work with people around relationships and we talk about their perfect partner, that's all well and good. But for me, the next stage is, well, if that's going to be your perfect partner, how can you be a perfect partner for them? Yes. Because you have to take responsibility for you. Exactly. Those values that are important for you to see in somebody else. Well, are you demonstrating those on a on a moment by moment basis or is it something that you want from someone else but you're not prepared to give yourself that's so true so don't go away um come back after the break and let's continue the discussion about how face reading can help you um, create and maintain a great loving relationship with someone Hey world, I have a quick message. It's about safe driving. All right, let's go. Anytime you're driving, have the seatbelt buckle tight, both hands on the wheel and your phone out of sight. When not in your hand trying to text somebody back because if you do, your car might get smacked. The moral of the story, just put your phone down. The people on the road will stay safe and sound. Put your phone down, put your phone down. People on the road will stay safe and sound. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you headed? Uh, just gonna hang out. If any of your buddies ever pressure you to take a drink, just... Tell them you promised your dad you wouldn't. I promise. Love you too, Dad. They really do hear you. For tips on what to say, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Take a step toward bringing our country and community together. Start a meaningful conversation at lovehasnolabels.com slash one small step. A message from StoryCorps, Love Has No Labels, and the Ad Council. Welcome back. Julie, how important or how useful is it that you don't just have the potential partner's face read, but actually you start off with having your own face read so that you actually get to know yourself and the things that are going to work for you as well as what you think will work for you and somebody else. That's a really good point. And in my work, in my programs with clients, one of the first things I do, well, there's two things. One is they have a a clarity assessment done. They go through everything what they want in a partner and in a partnership, everything from, um, you know, religion to, 
you know, how washing dishes or, you know, finances, just everything. So that's a part, that's part of it. And have a face reading done on themselves, A, so they can experience it firsthand and understand what actually can be read from the face, you know, with, with a person not even knowing them at all, knowing nothing about them. And I find them very magical because what comes up in there in, in these readings is amazing. Oftentimes what we will do, and sometimes it starts out um, even as a young child, we will um, suppress or forget about things that we really enjoy and that are, are typically really good at, that we're naturally good at, to appease those in our lives, whether it be a parent or a caregiver or a grandparent or a, you know, fill in the blank. So we repress those things and we wonder why we're unhappy or feeling empty or have some kind of a health ailment coming up. And what comes up in the face readings often is these natural ten hobbies that these people have. And it's like, oh my gosh, I haven't done that in years. And oh yeah, I didn't do that because I wasn't allowed to, you know? And so it helps you rediscover who you are naturally and helps you discover what's important to you and what it's going to take to make you happy or to rebalance in your life. And that's a huge foundation for, you know, uh, committing to a partnership or establishing a partnership with somebody else. You've got to know yourself and, and understand yourself in very deep ways so that you know what you want um, for yourself separately and together in the partnership. It also helps you learn how to express because when we're looking for a partner, we're not just trying to be accepted by this other person. We're not trying to sell ourselves. We want to know if they match our criteria, but how you got to know what that criteria is. I'm going to say, how often do you find that people don't know what they want? Oh, very often. They think they know what they want. Yeah. But, you know, if you think about dating, you know, you go for someone a certain look and you might be dating the same people in a different body because they've got the same types of looks and features. <laughs> so yeah. the same types of experiences. But also um, it, it's it's the initial uh, oxytocin or the honeymoon phase. You're excited. and But, and, you know, you're getting to meet this person in person, spending time with them. You're having a wonderful time. And then reality sets in. And things come up because people weren't clear on the front end of what they really wanted. So they become subservient or just brush things under the rug or whatever and wonder why they're miserable and blame the other person. I'm reminded of two clients and I'd like your view on them. The first um, was a client who said, who when we started working together said, I want somebody to take control. You know, I want some, I don't want to have to be um, reliant on myself to, to do everything. I want, I want someone who will, who will really, you know, come and say, I've sorted this out. Would you like to, to do it? And her relationships historically lasted about six months because she would go for somebody who uh, was quite assertive. And then in reality, the relationship was um, one that was very one-sided. And she started to get frustrated and resent the fact that the person was controlling um, her life and she didn't like it. Yes, totally understandable. How could face reading have helped her? Well, part of it's face reading and part of it is the coaching that I do with my clients, yeah. but really getting clear about specifically what she wanted the other, her partner to do. If she wanted someone to take, to take control in what way, but really having clarity around that. So there wasn't an imbalance with that. And so she would attract the right people that could actually do that and provide that for her. 
and also learn how to communicate in ways that are effective. Yes. And well received. So important. And I think communication is you know, the bedrock of any uh, relationship, whether we're talking about parent child, business to business, team, exactly. or whatever. The second um, uh, client that I'd like to, to share with you is a client who always went for the bad boys. You know, those who uh, were very, uh, had a great physique, who um, who were cheeky and naughty, um, and the relationships ended in absolute disaster every time. And after our work together, she met a guy and she said, I'm not sure if he's the right guy because he's so different to all of those that I've been out with. And I said, well, what's been the end result of your relationship with those? Mm -hmm. And she thought about it for a moment and you could see the light bulb go on. Uh, Well, maybe the fact that this guy is different and he's kind and thoughtful um, because she'd equated kind and thoughtful with boring. Understandable. And Yes. So typically we have a look or a certain type that we're attracted to, like we we spoke of before. And A, it's a change. And we feel like we're not going to be stimulated or challenged or have the the same chemistry or attraction level together. And often what's necessary is to just really be open to a different approach. Yeah. And instead of coming, you know, approaching from your heart or from the chemistry aspect, approach, you know, using your mind to really articulate and think, dig down deep and find out what it is that you really want in a partner and in a relationship together with a partner. What does that look like? What are things that you've always wanted? Couples that you've admired, things that they have in common that you wanted in your relationship with somebody um, or things that are really important, or even things in previous relationships where the relationship didn't work, but there were certain things about the relationship that they enjoyed. So bringing all that to, to play and being clear about it so that they know in the future what they want, you know, as a part of that relationship, what's important, what are must-haves, what are nice-to-haves, and what are deal-breakers, and then seeing what features can help distinguish those aspects or, or characteristics in that person and see if it's if compatibility wise, because again, it's based on the five elements of Chinese medicine to see which elements are going to be compatible and which ones are going to cause friction or disharmony. That's, I think it's really helpful. What strikes me is that this is, um, um, I don't know whether you'd call it a science or a, um, a strategy what what sort of title it would come under but it has so many applications you know if you're you're bringing somebody into a team in your business um having somebody who is the right sort of team member with the right sort of of attitude and behaviors is so important so presumably this could work in any number of contexts It, it absolutely can and it has um just to give you a little bit of the history um, again, it originated in China and when Taoist monks were the original healers at that time, but because of the traditions and cultures, they couldn't touch women. So they, I don't know how they came up with this, but they were able to look at someone's face and be able to diagnose health ailments. And then they discovered that there were personality traits that were similar within the features of people's faces. And then emperors got wind of this, brought them in when they were wanting to hire someone to add to their staff to make sure they had the right skill set 
they can be trusted and then we can get along with the other team members. So over the centuries, presidents have used it, corporations have used it, the entertainment industry now uses it to cast actors and actresses for roles. But these Dao- these monks became the original life coaches, career counselors, and matchmakers at that time. So it's it's multifaceted. It can work in many ways. And people have brought pictures of their children to me because there's friction there. And they wanted to know how better to interact and relate with them. So there was harmony again. So they could communicate in a way that, that, that the child could hear them. I wish I had known this when my son was younger. It would save so much grief. <laughs> but, you know, I know it now. And, you know, things are better now. But, yeah, it's multifaceted in that aspect. And so, so how, helpful. How can people get hold of you? Go to my website, which is clearlycompatible.com. Okay. Clearlycompatible.com. Yes. And I know you've got a great offer. Yes. So for those of you dating, I have something that I put together called the 10 questions to ask any potential dating match before meeting in person. And there's a list of 10 questions and why they're important, which is, I feel like, very significant when you're meeting someone up front. Um, If you're listening to this, please encourage other people to listen to. For every hundred people who listen, uh, we donate a free meal. And if you'd like to contact me, perhaps work with me, um, my email is Gina, G-I-N-A, at genuinely-u.com. Thank you very much for joining us today. Julie, it's been a pleasure as always. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Gina. Uh, And those of you who are listening, please join me on the next show. Take care now. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Gina Gardner and Friends, the show that helps you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. To learn more about Gina Gardner, go to genuinely-u.com. If you would like to work with Gina or book her as a speaker, email her at gina at genuinely-u.com.